All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Lane 9 presented by the Stride Report. My name is Garrett Zatlin, and we have a very special guest today. Uh, recently making headlines, he became the first sub-four miler uh, on Utah soil, uh, running 359, earning a conversion of 354. It is BYU's Aiden Troutner. Aiden, how are we feeling after that kind of historic performance? You know, what, what are the feelings and emotions right now after that? Good. Well, first, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, kind of take it in stride. It's a, it's a long season, I guess. One, just it was kind of, we knew we were fit going into the race, and um, it's always fun to do those home meets. But uh, so I think it was fairly, uh, last year we ran 401. This year we were able to break four. But, you know, overall we're feeling good. I think uh, it really just was a good setup for the rest of the season. So going into that race, is it fair to say that the goal was a sub four minute mile, or is that something that just kind of evolved as the race was, was happening? And when in, when in that race, did you realize, Oh, I have a shot to go three fifty nine here. Yeah. I mean, I, so I, I like to say that I feel like I had a couple goals going into that. First of all, like I said, last year we ran four or one. So I just wanted to run faster than I had last year. Um, and then I was hoping to get on our top 10 board, but at, I mean, obviously all those times are at sea level. So I was hoping to, you know, without any, because we don't do altitude conversions for like our top 10 board. Um, so I was just hoping to get onto the top 10 board, which was like four flat something. And then if the opportunity arose, uh, breaking forward would be awesome. Um, and so we, I came through in like 1209, like 1209 meters in 258. So I knew that I, it was at that point, I was like, oh, I think I might do it just because it was a big enough cushion. I, I was struggling <laughs> the last uh, 50 to 100 meters, but uh, we came through plenty of time under four. So it was good. Well, I would have been struggling after the first lap. So <laughs> kudos, kudos to you, man. Um, in terms of like the rest of your resume, you've been great across the board. You, you know, 2017 NXN champion, you come to BYU, you've had a handful of great uh, cross-country results, you've run 750 over 3K, 1340s in the 5K, and you even had a 356 conversion, as you mentioned earlier, from last year. But now you sit atop of the national leaderboard, still early, but 354 conversion, sub four mile in Utah. This feels like a, a, a the, the biggest marquee result on your resume. It feels like this was like a, a true statement performance. Do you view it the same way? Are you maybe even, you know, surprised or you're like, no, I knew I was ready to do this? Yeah. I mean, I guess just to answer like the last part, I, I felt like I was definitely fit enough to do that. Um, you know, going into college, it's it, it's always kind of a struggle. You never know how people will end up turning out. And there are people that come in with kind of big like high expectations from high school. Uh, and you go on a mission, and it's not exactly conducive to... Uh, great training you know I just pretty much took two years off no running um, and you come back and you never know what to expect and so far I, I def, I've had a good college career I wouldn't say like it's been exactly as I expected but to me I think it's been all part of the process and part of the journey and you never know how things will end up um, mm. and so going into this race I mean I always I'm really grateful for coach Eyestone he always has confidence in me and my teammates especially 
um, have a lot of confidence in me. And so that has helped me to maintain confidence in myself. Um, so yeah, I think this is probably one of the best races I've had in college for sure. Um, I think on the track probably for sure. Um, other cross country races I've had done some good things, but I think it is kind of a good projection, hopefully for the rest of my time at BYU. Yeah. I am a firm believer and I'm not just telling this to you because we're, we're chatting here, but I've, I've written in pa- uh, past articles. I've told Ben on the Blue Oval podcast that I'm a firm believer that the altitude conversions are very much legitimate. There's a history. It shows it, whether it's BYU, Colorado, Montana State, Colorado Mines. But yet there's always someone going to be a commenting saying, I don't know about <laughs> those altitude conversions. And and I don't know. What, what would you say to that? Because frankly, without the altitude conversions, you still ran sub four minutes right. on, yeah. on Utah soil. Yeah, no, that's a, I think one of the best examples of that is Lucas Bonds on our team. Um, he ran, he ran his freshman year, he ran 414 in the field house and then ended up running 355 later on, like maybe a month later. So, I mean, I think definitely it, it's tough to say whether or not, and I may not even run another mile at, uh, um, at sea level this year. And I, I've, I've only run one during my college career. That was my first indoor season when I ran that. Um, and it was four flat point five or something like that. So I think, yeah, for the most part, it definitely has some, some merit to it, the altitude conversion. I mean, I, yeah, but like you said, there's always going to be some people that don't necessarily agree and that's fine. Everyone, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that we get a good conversion. It, the field house itself is a tough venue to run in, in the first place, regardless of the altitude. It's just, has weird banked turns and everything, but yeah, I, w- I would think it's legit. I mean, Casey Klinger's run well at altitude and then also run very quickly over 1500 meters. Connor Matt's done the same thing. Kalen Franco, just a lot of guys over the past, they've done well at sea level, like you said. Yeah. Um, well, you, you just, you just mentioned all those guys, right? And yet, despite some of the insane talent that has come through BYU, it is you who was the guy that went sub four minutes on Utah soil you're in, I mean, not just rare air, you are in legendary air. I mean, this is, it's, it's not, never been done before on Utah soil. Like ha, has that really like sunk in yet the magnitude of what you've done on a historical context and, and really what, what you've accomplished that no one else has? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, yeah. So, I mean, there's one thing like people say Utah soil, you know, I feel like we, we don't get a lot of opportunities to run, especially indoor here. Um, and so the field house is kind of the place that you would do it. Um, obviously, if we could, we'd run at the Olympic Oval, but it's oversized. It's like 450 meters. Um, so we make do with, with the field house. But yeah, I mean, like there have been attempts by Miles Batty to go sub four, um, even on the outdoor track, which he wasn't able to do in college. And obviously, he's one of the best 1500. He is the best 1500 meter and miler to come out of BYU. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's an honor to be in the same, like, be mentioned in the same name with those guys, and uh, that they're, they're great, they're legends. And so, yeah, just kind of taking it in stride. I feel like it it's sunk in for the most part. Okay, cool. Well, despite having such a legendary mile performance, I said on the Blue Oval podcast with my fellow co-host, Ben Weissel, I said, you know what? 
I think he's probably going to be a 3K guy. I think Aiden Troutner could be that. I mean, you have, again, great longer distance performances. You just had a monster strength-based mile performance. Is there a 3K coming up? Do you feel that same way? What kind of time would you want to try to run in the 3K? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, no, I think I would definitely agree with you. I think part of the reason why I run the miles so well at altitude is because that incorporates a lot of strength-based. And I think that, not that that's like my limit, like I think I could run well at sea level over the mile. Um but yeah, I think that's kind of one of the reasons why it really does play to my strengths. And that going back to what you said, I think I'm definitely more of a 3K, 5K guy. Um, and my 5K results definitely have not shown that so far in college. And it's something that I'm still trying to put together. But um, yeah, I'll, this we're going to Boston uh, next week uh, in that big meet. Uh, I'm signing up for the 3K and 5K. We'll kind of make a decision with Coach Highstone. But uh, for sure during this season, I'll have ended up running both of those events um, and then the DMR as well. We should have a really good DMR team uh, this well uh, this year. But like you said, yeah, I think uh, it really does play to my strengths, just the combination of strength and speed. You would theoretically, yeah, the 3K should be right in that, that sweet spot. So this year, you know, I mean, definitely just hoping to get close to a national qualifier. Uh, we'll see. I mean, the there's so few opportunities in indoor to run like I'll, I'll probably only get one chance in the 3k and one shot in the 5k and so uh you gotta you gotta make the most of your opportunities uh during the indoor season so yeah i mean i think last year it was 744 something that got into uh nationals so i'm hoping for somewhere around there uh in the 3k yeah for sure so I think we're in agreement, like you said, that 3K theoretical sweet spot. But when, you, when you're when you kind of planning out, and again, this is still super early, so no worries if this is maybe too jumping ahead, but when you're looking ahead, let's say you do qualify for the 3K, and we'll assume you will. Are you more looking at the event selection of what you would run on the national stage as, I think this is my best event, so I'm going to try it, or I think this event gives me the best chance for a top finish a certain medal, certain All-American honor, so on and so forth. What is the priority for you and the coaching staff there at BYU between those two dynamics? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a combination of the two. For sure, I think probably I would say like 65% with your second part, talking about just, just maximize the potential in a certain event based off the given day and circumstances. And then like 35% for that first one, just like what's our best event. And I think usually those two things coincide, but um, just with the way that, because indoor, it's only the two day event, you know, it kind of, you have to balance things and you have to, um, like a great example is just last year when we were trying to maximize points. So we, Casey Klinger ended up running the 5k and 3k, which of course are his, his best events, but you know, maybe if he had run the DMR, maybe we would have ended up winning that. You just never know. Um, and so I think part of it is for sure maximizing points, like what will give us the best shot to, you know, maybe get close to a podium. Like we have a lot of other good athletes in various events, whether it's the 400 or the 800, a couple throws, pole vault. Uh, historically, we've been good in a few of those events. So I think for the most part, yeah, it's maximizing those uh, those points. And it's just 
at the end of the day. We'll see. I mean, you can't, other people have shown you can't necessarily, it's hard to double back in the mile and the 3K just because the mile goes over that two-day stretch. But first, people have done it and they've done it well. Uh, so I, I I know I didn't really answer your question. But, no, no, you're good. But yeah, that was it's, great. Tough, it's tough to see. I mean, we'll just have to make the decision when the time comes. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's, I think, that that's a tricky decision when someone's right up against the clock of submitting entries, you know, like that's, yeah. it's a very tricky balance. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, well, just run DMR mile three K and it's all just up yeah. in there. And it's like, no, no, it's not that simple. But um, in terms though, of, you know, getting to those tactical championship races um, you know, now you guys are in the big 12, right? There's going to be some you know, ups competition in terms of trying to score certain points of the conference meet. And then of course, you're facing top tier competition at the national level, but a lot of those races can often turn tactical uh, just in terms of like th that kind of aspect. Um, is there any aspect of maybe tacticalness or some turnover or speed or a kick, or maybe just, you know, knowing when to run from the front, is there a certain aspect of your racing style that you know is the best for you and your greatest strength? And, and then separately, is there an aspect that you think you maybe need to work on a little bit more? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's something that I've prided myself in the last however long I've been running is I always aim to be the smartest runner uh, in in the race. And I think if you train the smartest and race the smartest, usually uh, good things happen. Uh, sometimes someone may just be having a better day than you are. And so your smarts can take you as far as they can. But I think, yeah, I think in indoor, it's the past couple of years, it's shown that, um, especially in an event like the mile, I mean, it's, it's going to be tactical. I don't, I don't know if I've seen really, I think a couple of years ago, Cole Hawker won pretty convincingly, um, in a really fast time. But even then, I think it was still slightly tactical. So I, I would anticipate if I did end up running the mile, that it would for sure be tactical. Um, and there's lots of guys with really killer speed especially those uh UW guys uh -huh. uh, they they can really turn it over over the last 800 or 400 and I think that would be a slight disadvantage for me I think I'm definitely more of a like cross country like you said cross country 3k 5k mile and so I mean you know obviously I think it would benefit me the faster it would go the harder it goes from the gun for the most part but I mean, you can never really count anyone out in a tactical race, especially over the distance like 3K or 5K. One popular question that I just like to ask everyone, just because I think it's a, it's a fun little question, but when you kind of go back to your first days of coming into BYU, whether it was practice or whether it was a, a specific race, was the, what is your welcome to the NCAA moment? That moment where you go, oh, this is different. This is like a different level. Yeah. Did you ever have that moment? And if so, what was that moment like? Yeah. So I, I guess I'll pull out two two different things. Yeah. So number one, just any workout running with Connor Mance was a welcome to the NCAA <laughs> moment because he he would just absolutely destroy us in workouts and. You know, going as as a young freshman. I mean, I was I wasn't young compared to most freshmen because I I had gone on a two year mission, but um, I was still pretty naive to how hard uh, and like long workouts because we we do some long stuff at BYU, and so and Connor Mance just really pushes on every 
I mean, everyone knows that's just kind of the way he runs. And so, you know, I think I can, we're doing like a five mile tempo, which we, we do at a place called Lake Loop. And I remember I'd been running well enough off my mission. I'd gotten back into shape really quickly. And so some of the guys were like, all right, you come with this top group and we'll, and so I was like, okay. So I, I run with Clayson Shumway and Connor Mantz and Casey Klinger. And after three miles, I'm just dead. Like I, I have nothing left. I, I drop out at four miles. Um, so that was number one. Number two was we, we had that shortened COVID season in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so, but that fall we had run at Oklahoma State just to, at the Cowboys Jamboree, just to, you know, see, uh, see the course and, you know, whatever happened, ended up happening later on, we got to run it in March. But I just remember it was, it was a terrible day for me. I ran horribly. I think I ran 25 minutes for the 8K, something like that. And especially that last 5K was just incredibly painful. I was... I got dropped, just, I'd been in that top, like, 30, because, I mean, I had good workouts going into it, and I was, you know, confident in my abilities, but, you know, it's just a different animal when you get into it, and so that, those are probably the two moments that uh, stick out. Those are great. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you, you mentioned Connor Mans, right? You mentioned, you know, even throughout this whole chat, we've had, you know, Miles Batty or whoever it may be, you know, there's some some big time names that have come out of BYU. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. Um, but during the time that you've been there, has there been any specific individuals or group of individuals within the team? Sure, I'm sure you have the coaching staff and maybe your own uh, inner circle. But in terms of your teammates, have there been any strong leader or mentorship figures specific to you that you would credit for you know your you know clear rise to national competitiveness? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, I mentioned Connor Mance and he, he's three years older than I, I am. So I, it was, it's more of that like mentor mentee kind of, uh, thing. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for him and the example that he set of, of hard work and dedication. Um, and then I think one more that is for sure, like the most influential and that stuck out to me the most is Casey Klinger. We're, so this is, I don't know if, I don't think most people know this, but we are like related by marriage. So oh. Casey, when I was in like fifth grade, I think his cousin married my sister. So I've known Casey since we were little kids and we've been at like anytime I'd go with my sister to some, that side of their family, like function, Casey would be there. And so we've run with each other since we were little kids. Um, and then going into high school, he's a year older than I am. So I, I, I definitely looked up to him and then, you know, coming, coming back from my mission, we've just been best friends. And he, there's no one that believes in me more than Casey does. And so I'm super grateful for, for him. And then obviously he is the ultimate competitor. Uh, he shows up every day ready to work and he's had tons of success, uh, on the track and in cross country. So, uh, yeah, super grateful for him. Uh, he shows, he's really shown me the way and, you know, helped me realize my potential. We've got, let's call it a month, two, two months, maybe a little under two months uh, left until the indoor national meet. What's next for the rest of the season? I know you briefly mentioned about potentially going to Boston. 
And if you even know what you'll potentially be focusing on in the spring, are we going to see you in a 10K at all? Um, will you ever go that high? Um, what are just kind of the goals for the rest of, of this year in terms of what we can expect from you in terms of your racing schedule? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be running a 3K, 5K DMR at, in some stretch. I mean, we know when the DMR is going to be, we'll run it at Boston at like the DMR challenge that they have there in mid-February. Uh, we're traveling to Seattle at some point this year. We have conference um, and that will be up in the air. What will we run that again? That's also about maximizing points. Um, and then we have the indoor nationals and then, yeah, it's an Olympic year. So I think that um, we want every opportunity to qualify for the trials and to see how uh, things are going. I, I definitely think I'll take the step up to 10K at some point um, during this season. Uh, my guess is it will be early on. The focus will eventually be on the 5K, but I mean, depending on how that 10K goes, we may run that at NCAAs or at the trials. You never know. I, I, I think it will be a very fast year on the track. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just have, I've had a lot of injuries over the course of my career. So um, that especially like during the outdoor track and then this past cost country season that have kind of held me back. So it's mostly just about staying healthy. And I think uh, if we can just stay healthy with all the muscles and injuries and stay at, away from COVID, uh, then we, yeah, we should see the 10K, 5K and uh, a 1500, I'm sure will be thrown in there at some point during outdoor. Cool. Aiden, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much for all these great answers. Uh, wishing you the best of luck. And again, congratulations on all your success. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.